Welcome to the show. I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. The Sports Card Nobody, and this is another episode of the Sports Card Nobody podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, what do they say? When it rains, it pours. You've heard that your entire life. I don't know. That's what, a hundred, a two hundred, a thousand year old anecdote? Whatever it is, man, these things become a saying because sometimes they're true and sometimes in this insanely fun hobby that we do, it is true as well, both positive and negative. Positive and negative, that's a lot of relativity there. But man, when the hits just come, they just keep coming. And that has been what it's like for me in my DMs lately. It seems like I can't open up Instagram. I can't open up Twitter without having another link to an insane Bret Hart card. You know I'm a Bret Hart collector. You know my collection's been growing. You know what my goals have been. And holy moly, has it been fun and a little overwhelming with the amount of hits that I've been getting. I want to talk about a little bit, uh, talk about that a little bit in the main uh, main part of the show. But before I get to that, there is some incredibly important things that I want to cover. First, if you've been listening to the show, especially about two weeks ago when I had Adam Gelman, um, one of the premier Becky Lynch collectors in the world, one of the premier wrestling collectors in the world, uh, just a gentleman who is a wealth of knowledge, a gentleman who is fun to talk to, and a guy that really cares about what we do in this hobby, specifically with wrestling cards. We had him on. I got to talk about it. It is happening. It is a go. I've been teasing it for months, it feels like, on this show. I've been working on it for over a year trying to figure out how to make it happen, but it is happening. The main event in Chicago at the end of July, July 28th, to be specific, is when this is going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, that is just, what, let's see, we're at July 3rd as I'm recording this, 4th of July, by the way, happy 4th of July, we'll talk about that in a second, but we are just one, two, about three and a half weeks away from the main event. This is going to be, oh man, just an insane gathering of the wrestling card community. Wrestling card collectors are going to be there. We're going to have wrestling figure collectors there. We're going to have, I'm sure people that collect, I mean, Drake's hopefully going to be there. He says he's going to be there. He's signed up. He's on the invite list. He's got wrestling boots and insane wrestling memorabilia. This is going to be an incredible event for wrestling collectors, for wrestling fans, especially if you collect wrestling cards. We are all going to get together. It is an invite-only event. If you want to get on that, you have to email uh, Chicago Main Event 2023 at gmail.com or DM me, DM Gelman, DM anybody you look at on you know in this wrestling uh, universe on social media. We've got wrestlingtradingcards.com. You know Tony, he's out there. We've got the wrestling card price guide on Twitter. That's Paul. Just such huge names in this uh, niche within a niche within a niche. All of us are willing and able and happy and excited to help you get on the invite list. Come out on that Friday, July 28th. This is happening in Chicago. If you want more details, Chicago Main Event 2023 at gmail.com or just DM me. You know where to find me. I've said this for 70 some odd episodes at this point. You can find me on at Sports Card Nobody on Instagram. I'm at Sport Card Nobody on Twitter. Just reach out and say, hey, I am really interested in what this event is going to be. And even if you're not necessarily a wrestling card collector, there's so much happening in Chicago at that time. You know, the National is going to be there. This is 
just going to be a fun event. If you've got nothing on the docket for that Friday, hit us up. Come on out. Come meet some folks. Come see some incredible memorabilia, some incredible cards. I'm bringing all my Bret Hart stuff. I'm bringing my big rock card that I shared that I uh, on Instagram this last week that uh, is going to be back from PSA, hopefully within uh, a couple of weeks. It should be back well in time for the show. But I'm bringing all of my best cards. I am just excited to share this with other people. I'm hoping to find some more Bret Hart collectors out there, actually. I, had, uh, I sent out the bat signal on Twitter, and I got zero hits. <laughs> but I've been trying to find some other Bret Hart collectors. I get a little bit jealous because I hear about uh, Drake's got Drake and Brett or uh, Brett McGrath of um, stacking slabs. They're a part of some Peyton Manning specific collecting communities, collecting group chats. Gelman, who was on last week, this is where or two weeks ago when I got really fired up about it. He's a part of some Becky Lynch group chats where they all get to talk about and share and just kind of live within each other's joy about what they do. I would love to find that for any Bret Hart collectors out there. I actually, I sold the Bret Hart card on eBay a couple weeks back now. Uh, one of my transcendent greens, which is number to 15. Now that I have the one of one red, I felt like I needed to move some things to get some extra funds to help pay off that card and some other things. So I moved that card. I moved it for what I thought was a fair price. And it turns out the person I sold it to is a Bret Hart collector. We got to chatting through the uh, the little messenger there on eBay. And little by little, it was just pretty obvious. He's he's relatively new to the space, relatively new to collecting Bret Hart cards. And I was stoked about that. So I had him hit me up on Instagram. He's not really big on social media, though. So it really limits the amount of exposure that he's he's going to see. I tried to push him. Listen, man, <clears throat> social media is where it's at. There's a lot of headaches with Twitter. I just posted the other day that my time with Twitter feels like it's coming to an end. The only reason to stick around is is for the podcast, you know, to, to chat with people and get to know people, and it works tremendously for that. But nonetheless, a lot of headaches. I understand that. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of just drowning negativity. But holy moly, is it not the best way to meet people, to just, you know, find strangers that you never knew would exist if you're not out there on the social media sphere. So it, it's so useful. So I was pushing this person to do that. He's on there, um, but he's, he doesn't really use it, and he's only been messaging me back and forth. But it's pretty cool. I found somebody that collects Bret Hart cards, and we can talk about that specifically, which is just awesome. Most of the Bret Hart collectors that I know collect wrestling as a whole, and they collect Bret as well. Uh, but there's nothing – I don't think I've like – I've got anybody that is a super collector, I guess. Am I a super collector? Man, the terms in this hobby are all over the map. But yeah, I guess I'm trying to be a super collector. It'd be cool to find some others if I can. But anyway, all that said, uh, the main event, Chicago, Chicago main event 2023 at gmail.com. Absolutely get on that invite list. Absolutely come out on that Friday. We've got some giveaways. Uh, We're doing some fun stuff. I can't talk too much about it there's a lot of like hush hush around it still but nonetheless it's going to be a blast and please come on out if you are going to be in chicago during that insanely busy time a lot of you are going to be there i know you are so might as well say hello but anyway why don't we move on a little bit and talk about chicago a little bit more specifically and talking about the actual huge event that is happening you know little thing called the national just the biggest card and collectible event that happens anywhere on the planet, I guess. 
I got to go last year in Atlantic City. You guys heard me, you know, doing some live podcasting with suplexes and slap shots. My buddy Justin, who I got a little tease, a little foreshadowing. I'm going to talk about him by the end of this show as well. Um, also, excuse me, you heard me, might, you might have just heard me just sniffle a little bit. I am just getting over a cold. Another reason that I didn't get to record last week. I'm on the mend. Everything's good. But nonetheless, if I'm sniffling throughout this thing, please, I beg your pardon. Um, but yeah, so the Nationals coming. I got to go last year. I was there in Atlantic City. It was a lot of fun. It was super exhausting. I wish that the city itself was a little bit better. I wish that some of the uh, services at the show were a little bit better. I think this was in Atlantic City. I think it was their convention center problem, but the internet was just basically dog shit. Excuse my language, but it was awful, which made it really difficult to stay on top of you know, comps and and just trying to understand what prices were and trying to figure out how to make deals, even trying to use things like Venmo and PayPal, which is widely accepted, which is awesome. I know everybody says cash is king. Listen, this stuff is just as good as cash as long as the internet's working. So I'm hoping now in Chicago, everybody has, has really sort of prepped me that things are way better in Chicago. The surrounding area is miles ahead of where um, the New Jersey show is. Hopefully, the services such as the internet are better, but I'm really pumped. I, I've talked about this a little bit already, so this is a little bit of review, but I will be there. I am flying in Thursday morning. I will do the show Thursday. I will. I have full intention to go to the big trade night on Thursday night, the Card Collector 2 trade show. It would be really cool to do that. We'll see. I'm, my, uh, my, I've got some family meeting me out there, my brother and my nephews. I know that my nephews are going to be pretty pumped about that, especially my younger nephew who's gotten into cards pretty heavy over the last couple months, maybe the last year or so, which is just fantastic. I love I love being able to bond with him through that a little bit. You know, it gives me an excuse to text him and him uh, an excuse to text me, which is just awesome. You know, we don't live near each other. They live in Texas. It's hard to keep up with the, you know, the kids are young. They don't care about their their old midlife crisis uncles. But now I got something to to kind of bond over, which is awesome. But they're flying out. We're gonna gonna hang out for a couple of days. I'm sure they're gonna want to do the trade night, so I'm likely doing that on Thursday. Friday will be another day of just whatever the hobby uh, or whatever the show brings me. Walking the floor. I think I might check out some PSA stuff, but that's getting a little complicated. I don't know how uh, how to attack that. So here's the thing. I just sent in. The uh, 2014 Rock Gold Refractor that I bought, I man, that thing looks absolutely phenomenal to my eye. I really think it's got a chance to to at least get a nine. I'll be super disappointed if it's not. My luck with these Rock cards has been brutal. So fingers crossed that that thing ends up somewhere close to what I had in my head, but we'll see. Nonetheless, I, I had that card, and I've been sitting on a pile of cards that I want to get graded, um, I mean, I've got my my Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, number to 10 gold 2023 prism. That card is just phenomenal. Want to get that graded. Directly next to that on my desk, I still have a 2022, right? Is it 2022? Yeah, it was, right? The year is kind of confusing. Yeah, 2022 select uh, gold ringside, Bret. Great card. Want to get that graded. I've got, uh, I've got, uh, I, I picked up from uh, the Cousins, can't oh man the cousins i can't wait to link up with them i'm finally linking up with them this coming weekend so another episode of the faction is finally coming 
Sorry, I'm digressing a little bit, but uh, I did pick up from Cousin Tony a while back some very cool five-timers club Bret Hart cards, including the red number to five. I really want to get that graded with PSA. I've got some, I, I mean, the collection has been getting bigger and bigger and just better and better. So I'd love to get a lot of these things graded that look like they should be. But when I sent in that rock card, I was looking at the PSA pricing, looking at the time frames, and I just did not feel confident that I would get the majority of my stuff back before the show. And I 100% want, want these cards for the show. I want them. I want them for the, the main event. I want to be able to share them with my friends that I've made over the years. I want to be able to share them with people that I'm bound to meet there for the first time and maybe find somebody that wants to make a couple trades. You know, it's tough to think that I might trade some of my Bret Hart stuff, but if I can move into some, some harder to find Bret Hart cards, I would do that. Um, looking at you, Dan Wynn, AKA, uh, <laughs> AKA the, um, uh, geez, this is falling out of my head right now. Uh, but Dan Wynn, who I got the one of one transcendent Bret Hart card from, that was he's he's got another another Bret Hart card that I desperately <laughs> desperately want to get my hands on. In fact, I, I talked about this when I got the one of one. How I punted on getting the card. Dan has that card, so hopefully he'll be there, and maybe he wants I don't know uh, a base twenty twenty two prism for it. <clears throat> anyway. So yeah, maybe I'll find a couple of trade partners, maybe not. Nonetheless, I do want these cards, so I, I, I opted not to send these out to PSA right now. I opted to hang on to that the, the cards that are raw, and it is what it is. So I am considering while I'm at the show if I can drop them off there, maybe save me on shipping a little bit and get them out. But, but the way that would work is I'd have to go back on Saturday morning, which is a possibility, because here's the thing. I'm going with my wife. My wife is traveling with me to Chicago. Neither one of us has ever been to Chicago. So I'm only supposed to be doing Thursday and Friday. Those are my card show days. Those are my the, the times that I have dedicated to go do this stuff. Uh, Stacy, my wife, the amazing woman that she is, she actually designed and created the logo that we're using for the main event. So I think she's going to come with me to the main event that night, at least for a couple of hours. After that, Saturday and Sunday we have dedicated to doing, listen, let's go see what Chicago is. Just the two of us, maybe with my, my brother and my nephews too, but it's going to be more family oriented. It's not going to be card specific. So if I did want to go to PSA, I'd have to get there super early, maybe right when doors open on Saturday, drop off all the cards and then, and then go out. But we'll see. I don't know that I want to put that pressure on the day. You know, I don't, I, last year at, um, at Atlantic city, it was such a long line because I wanted to get another rock card graded. Uh, you guys have heard that debacle, go back and check it out. If you'd like, it didn't come, didn't work out very well for me. Um, so I might do that again this year, but man, the line was so long, unless it's moving faster. I don't know that I'll want to do that Saturday morning, but we'll see. But yes, Thursday and Friday are going to be dedicated to the hobby. Thursday and Friday are going to be dedicated to whatever I can uh, I can pull out of two days of the national. I feel like that's going to be tight. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the show wishing I had done more. I mean, mostly because I, I was there last year and I did all five days, and that was too much. 
But nonetheless, I felt like two days just wasn't enough. It, it's like this is like a three, four day event. You really want to try to get as many days in as you can if you're really going hard. And I plan to do that. But it's going to be what it's going to be because I'm excited to spend time with my wife. I'm excited to turn, you know, a, a hobby trip into an excuse to have a, a, a minor vacation with my wife. No kids. The kids are going to stay with the grandparents. That's pretty exciting. Gets to be just us. And yeah, my, my brother and my nephews too, at least for Saturday. But we're going to have time where we get to spend, you know, a nice dinner, get some wine, unwind. Let's do that. Oh, can't wait. I love my wife. She's amazing. What a good excuse to hang out with her. So anyway, that's what the national is going to look like for me this year. I am going to make it. I am disappointed that my buddy Justin's not going to make it, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Let's talk about that a little bit, though. Justin, suplexes and slap shots. One of my best friends since uh, I think it was my sophomore year of high school because he's one year behind me. I believe I met him sophomore year in a biology class, and we bonded over uh, stains break the cycle because that was, <laughs> that was like our life back then. Just give us all that, that angsty, emotively broken music. That was us. It probably still is us. I don't know. Anyway, that's how we bonded. We met, we talked about that. Then we realized we had a lot of, a lot of things in common, video games, uh, sports. We're both big 49ers fans, both love baseball uh, he has become a hockey fan since we've become adults. That wasn't really a thing back then for us, but nonetheless. And above, I mean, I, I guess above all, um, wrestling. Wrestling is something that he and I bonded over big time for years and years and years. We used to actually, uh, man, I, I must have, we must have been maybe seniors. I was maybe a senior in high school or my freshman in a sophomore year of, of college. But Justin and his brother, his twin brother, were like the first guys that got a place to live on their own uh, amongst my group, mostly because their their uh, parents had like a two-level you know, house or whatever, and they basically took over the bottom half uh, you know, when we were younger. And that was great because we used to go over there every Monday for guys' night. And what that meant was we were going over there to watch Monday Night Raw. That's what we were doing. We were going there. We were watching Raw. And then little by little, that became, we would play the SmackDown game. Whatever the big game was at that time. I don't know if it was Here Comes the Pain or one of the SmackDown versus Raw, whatevers. But we would play SmackDown. Usually, and this is, this speaks volumes to how wrestling has evolved. But back then, when the women's matches would come on, I mean, we were relatively young men. We enjoyed the fact that they're, you know, the women were out there specifically for one reason, and it wasn't wrestling. If you want to go back and watch some Attitude Era stuff, enjoy. But even as young men who had no problem enjoying what was happening, it wasn't what we were really looking for. We're wrestling fans. So the women's matches really always became our bathroom breaks or what really happens became our SmackDown breaks. We would, all right, let's get a couple of matches of SmackDown in while this is happening. And we would play SmackDown. And then, oh my God, it became this entire thing where we had like eight to 10 guys who would come over and we would play SmackDown just like passionately and intently. And Justin and I were clearly the best two at the game. I was the best actually, but nonetheless, we kept stats. I mean, we had charts. 
where it worked out that every time you got a win, you'd get a check mark. And uh, when you got nine check check marks, you you um, like level up essentially. So you would start out as like a garbage can, and then level up to like I don't even remember what it all was, but you'd also, you'd ultimately end up as like a Jedi. You know, there was like superheroes in there. You'd just keep moving up, and you'd try to become a Jedi. I and uh, at the end of each year, because we did this for like three years, whoever had the most wins got to keep the chart. I kept every chart because I was the best. But anyway. But we would have like legit factions. We would, you know, Justin and I would usually team up together, but then that would get boring because we were too good. So we would turn on each other. We had contract signings. Somehow the dude that worked at Subway that was always hooking his team up or always hooking us up with free sandwiches ended up on Justin's team. So they only got the free sandwiches. That was my biggest mistake as a faction leader that ever happened. But whatever. We were really like serious about this game. We had so much fun. We created our characters. We had all these different rules and championships. And it was just, God, that was a very fun time in my young adult life as I was figuring out where the heck I was headed in this world. And I, I got it at this point. It was almost, man, I guess we're talking almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Cause it's 20, 2001. We're in, Oh man, 2000. Yeah. Holy moly. We're talking 20 years ago. But that being said, I'm 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 sharing all of this about Justin. It has absolutely nothing to do with cards, although he is, uh, you know, a wrestling card collector. Uh, I'm sharing all this because Justin and I have decided to start a podcast ourselves. We're going to start a podcast. It's going to be about wrestling. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go for it. We're gonna do a little YouTube show. A wrestling YouTube show is going to be called the Schmaz Pod. We've been working hard on this, and I'll be completely honest. One of the reasons I have become semi-inconsistent with my podcast lately is this podcast that I've been working on, trying to produce it and trying to build it out. There has become times where it's become a little bit much, and when I Monday comes for me to record this show, I realize I haven't even thought about cards in a week, in two weeks, in three weeks. I haven't even had a chance other than the cards that I would buy. Um, so... That's why. That's part of the reason. I've had a lot of different reasons that have been inconsistent. You know, I was sick last week, but whatever. But the Schmaz Pod, Justin Henry, Suplexes and Slapshots, myself, Shane Norton, a.k.a. the Sports Card Nobody. We are going to launch a brand new wrestling-only show. I will talk about my wrestling cards on there. I will talk about my wrestling figures and different wrestling memorabilia. We're going to talk about the whole industry, and I can't wait. I'm very pumped. I am so passionate about wrestling, collecting cards over the last, I'm pushing two years, well, heavily pushing two years now, has helped reignite that passion. AEW helped reignite that passion about four years ago when they finally debuted their new show and they became a whole thing. It's, man, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It's a good time to be a card collector. If you're at all interested in checking that show out, we are hoping to finally go live on Saturday after Collision on YouTube. I will be sharing some of that stuff over the next week, uh, but it will also be recorded. It'll be on a pod in a podcast form as well. If you, if you if if you're a wrestling fan, I know a lot of you are. I would love your support to just check out the show and let us know what you think as we try to get that thing get that thing going. And I will be doing both podcasts, both the Schmaz Pod and both Sports Card Nobody. I will uh, likely be able to be much more consistent once I'm done producing the new show and getting all of the uh, the groundwork out of the way, the logos and the songs and everything, all the work that goes into it, um, especially stuff that I learned over the last 70-some-odd episodes of doing this show. Can't wait. 
please come check it out if you're at all interested in wrestling or if you just want to support and let me know what you like about it. And as always, I would love to know what you like or don't like about this show. Leave me a, re- a review, if you will, at your podcast hub of choice. Uh, five stars would be amazing. I'd love the old Meltzer five stars. Maybe give me six stars or six and a half if it's in the Tokyo Dome. That'd be great. If not, it's all good. Give me as many stars as you think I'm worth, but I would really love to know what you think of the show, and those reviews help me figure it out. Uh, but really, if you are enjoying this, what you can do the most to help that I really just I have the most thanks to give for those that have already done it, share this. Share this with friends. Share this with family. Share this with anybody you think might care about anything I have to say here or on the Schmaz Pod or at the main event in Chicago. Come check out that show. All right, what did I say? When it rains, it pours, right? That is is what it has felt like for me in the hobby lately. So I had a little bit of a lull with buying anything. And mostly it's because of availability, right? I'm constantly on eBay. I'm constantly looking for a chance to pick up a new Bret Hart card or other things that really appeal to me. Um, there just hadn't been much, you know, I I think there was a big wait for the new revolution product that kept getting, um, delayed. There was, um, you know, I, I think that there was just a lull in, in just my specific cards that I'm looking for. And it just feels like that just stopped. And there has just been the, 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 just a, a breaching of the dam. The floodgates are open. The the waters are just rushing in (laughs) and it's been wild. So, I had a couple of big pickups I want to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, I don't think I actually really dedicated time to that 2014 Rock Gold Refractor because it feels like that was the first card that that I, I pulled the trigger on that all of a sudden every single Bret Hart card I ever won and hit eBay. So I'll start there. Uh, for those of you that don't know, absolutely go back and listen to this episode because it was one of the most popular episodes I ever did, which is says a lot about what captures attention, I guess. But basically, the the episode is titled, I took a shot and I missed. And what happened was, I had been looking for an opportunity to try to make a big investment on an expensive card that I was intentionally hoping could turn in to some sort of a profit over a long period of time, or maybe a short period of time then if The Rock did show up at WrestleMania 39. He did not. It is what it is. So I had my eye on a 2014 Rock Gold for a long time. It's not a super rare card, but it is a little scarce. Um, there's 50 of them, so you can find them, but they are highly sought after. It seems like when people do get them, they hold on to them, or they're asking a lot of money for you to buy them off of them. I had come across somebody on eBay who had posted one a little bit um, strange, Again, if you really want the full details, go check out the episode. I took a shot and I missed, but nonetheless, the, the, the listing was strange, but I was negotiating with the person back and forth for a while. We came to a price that I, I thought was a fair price, especially if based on some of the photos he had sent me, it had graded at least a nine. I bought the card and I bought it on eBay, excited the, about the fact that it would go through eBay authentication. For those of you that are unaware, cards that go through the eBay authentication get authenticated first and foremost. Is this card real? And is this card what the seller is claiming it is? Is it accurate? Is it labeled correctly? Is this the card that the seller claims it is so that the buyer has a peace of mind about what they're getting? Some people love this. Some people hate this. 
It's a conversation for another time. Personally, I dig the uh, the authentication. I think that there's flaws. I think there's th- ways to make it better. I've talked about that on the show before, but nonetheless, I dig that it exists as a safety net. And in my head, if I'm trying to buy this specific card at this very high price for me at my level of collecting, and I'm trying to um, you know, have an investment workout, I like that peace of mind. So that was part of the reason I bought it. It's going to go through the authentication. I will know if it is real. I will know if it is correct. Not only that, but if the seller does not disclose some, some damage, the, then eBay's authentication will flag it for that and it will fail. This actually saved me in the past on a much less expensive card. The first time I ever dealt with the authentication, it failed on a, on a Ronda Rousey 2020 finest card that ended up grading a six. Um, I'm glad I did not spend the money that I had originally spent on a card that graded a six through SGC. So I thought this is, I want the authentication for this. This seems like a situation if things work out that this this could go a positive way. Well, when the card arrived, it did not go through authentication. eBay did not authenticate the card because of an error in the way that the person listed it. And I'm still a little bit confused on why they opted to just skip the authentication. So nonetheless, it, it skipped authentication. It is possible this person had done that intentionally the way they listed it. I don't want to speculate. It is what it is. The card got to me and it was damaged. It had a lot of surface scratches on it. It was just, it, there was no way I could keep this card at the price that I paid. Now, because eBay did not authenticate the card, that saved me. I was able to return the card. Great. I washed my hands of it and I moved on. Months later, I had come across another version of that card from a seller that I knew I could trust who has people in the community that have that know him. And he had the card listed on eBay at an at a, at a astronomical price. And for grins, I reached out to him and I said, hey, I know you've got this card. I know you've got it listed at this. I am interested. I can't afford the price that you are asking. I also, you know, I, I had kind of in my head deemed that it wasn't really worth that price. It, it was a little overpriced. Um, but this person told me, and I believe them, that they, they he said, listen, I, I can't come down that low. I was actually offered much more than, than what I have it listed at like a few months ago. And I didn't pull the trigger then, and now I'm kind of kicking myself, but I just, I I wouldn't feel right letting it go. So I'm going to hang on to it, and maybe I'll even grade it myself. I said, okay, understood, no worries. Fast forward months and months and months later, a couple of of graded versions of this card pop up on eBay, both an 8 and a 9. Now, the 8 was listed from a seller that had a vouch at a price that I thought was relatively fair, and I thought, okay. Maybe I can negotiate on that eight and see what happens. Or maybe I just, I reach back out to this individual who's selling this card at the astronomical price and and just say, just touch base. So I did that. I sent them a message. I said, listen, I know that we talked about this however many months ago. I know that you said you were hanging on to it, but there's just been a couple that have popped, including an eight. And if I want this card... I feel like that eight price isn't bad. I feel like I can negotiate it. But nonetheless, I feel like 
if you can work with me on the price, if we can come down, you know, somewhere a little bit better, I would rather take your raw card and grade it than buy the eight straight up. Well, I guess this person held on to this card long enough and they said, you know what? I bought a lot of wax lately. Fine. The card's yours. So boom, we came to a deal that was even less than I spent on the one that was all scratched up, which was great. I was happy about that. And I finally, finally got the card. The card went through authentication. It got authenticated and then it landed on my doorstep and I was thrilled with it. I am not a grader. I am very worried that I'm going to be way wrong about this. I don't know if it's a gem. I never even want to assume it is, but at least a nine. It would be awesome to think that I, I paid, I think, what would be a fair price for a nine. I'm feeling good about it, ladies and gentlemen. It's at PSA now. I got the email this morning that, you know, to review, make sure, you know, they had it on there, the first picture of it with it in the sleeve that I sent it in. So it's there. We're going to find out. I think I think it's going to be like five business days. So by the end of this week into next week, I should be getting close to getting that card back. We'll see. But anyway, when it rains, it pours. Boom. I buy that card. Uh, all of a sudden, on eBay pops a, a Bret Hart Absolute 1 of 1, a Bret Hart uh, Gold uh, disco prism, two of those I think popped up. A kaleidoscope, one of one. Uh, Bret Hart finishers card popped up. We've got uh, uh, what else? There's a um, another one of one popped. This one, the uh, what do they call it? Impe- not impeccable. Um, uh, immaculate. I, guess, I don't know. Whatever it is, illusions. There it is. Another eye. Too, too many eye names illusions pops up. So I've got my eye and all this stuff. And it's just wild how that happens. How, and I'm getting these DMs, you know, from, from friends, um, my buddy, Matt, my buddy, Chris, he's, you know, sending me these, no, Hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. I don't know if you saw this. And some of them I had, and some of them I had not. So man, it's just, it's crazy. I, and now all of a sudden, you know, I'm buying these cards, the nationals coming up, I'm putting money into this main event thing. It's like, Oh my God. Why now? Can this just slow down? Just Can we just not have every single card that ever existed that I want pop at the same time? Maybe spread that out a little bit, universe. You hear me into this mic? I'm speaking to you, you big dark sky up there. Yeah, it's, it's nighttime right now here in Connecticut. So yeah, hello, universe. Slow it down a little bit. We don't need every single Bret Hart card that ever existed coming out at this moment. But But it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, that's... This hobby's funny. Sometimes you can't find anything, and sometimes all of a sudden every rare card you ever wanted comes up, and right now they're all popping up. So I've got to pick and choose. Um, I'm navigating these waters. I did pick up, obviously, that rock card. I did pick up that absolute one of one. I got a, I, what I thought was a really fair price for, for that. It feels like a lot of the folks who who pull a one of one um, Bret Hart card are asking a little too much. I don't know that every single one of one Bret Hart card is worth several thousand dollars out there. You know, everybody who might be listening. Um, and like the rock card, I have reached out to a lot of folks that are selling them at those prices and have, um, haven't really been able to pull too many deals off, but what are you going to do? There is also a, a galactic base card from revolution this year with Brett's got the pink jacket and the IC title. And Oh my God, Panini, I got to give you props. 
I, I have complained in the past about the selection of photos for Bret Hart cards. I feel like there's too much repetition, especially with the one same photo, the same one that's used in 2020 uh, Finest, the same one that's used in 2015 Tops Chrome. It's the same one that's in Chronicles. It's it's all over the place, both Panini and Tops. But for this, for this Revolution set, I am stoked. I did not love the 2022 Revolution product. I thought it was like a poor man's finest, to be totally honest. They did a much better job this year. The photo selections, especially for Brett, are just incredible. And I am much more hyped for this product than I was then. I would love to get that Galactic. Um, just realized, I don't know if I called it that before. I might have called it Kaleidoscope. There's a Galactic Bret Hart base card with the pink jacket and the IC title. And I want that card pretty, pretty bad. But we'll see. The price is a little high. I reached out to that seller. I guess his son actually pulled it, which is cool. And he already got an offer from the breaker who pulled it. So, you know, he's got a starting point. And I don't blame him. Those Galactics are, they're something. I have one. I have the Bret Hart and Jim, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, Hart Foundation Galactic, PSA 10 from last year. It's the only Revolution card I actually have. It's the only one I truly, truly liked. Um, but we'll see. When it rains, it pours, ladies and gentlemen, and I am not made of money. The bills are coming in. I, right next to me, I got my tax bill for both me and my wife's cars. Can't have it all. But that's the fun of it. That's the joy of it. Or something. The frustration? I don't know what it is. But I'll tell you what. That's the show. That's all I got, guys. There's a lot going on. The main event in Chicago. Come check it out. The Schmoz Pod. Debuting on Saturday after Collision. This coming Saturday on the 8th. Check that out. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to hear what you love. I would love to hear what you hate. Let me know. Also, you know, thanks for listening to this show. Have a good night.